Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 75 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and I hope you are, are all finding ways to uh, enjoy your summer and, and have been able to, to get outside and uh, and just enjoy the, the nice weather. We're actually, our family's fortunate to, to have some friends who live on a lake and have a boat, so we've been able to, to get out and do that quite a bit. I think, uh, I think we've, we've been in rivers and lakes more this summer than, than in all of our summers combined. Uh, we, we've, we've had to get a, a little more creative this summer than usual, especially since we're, uh, we're in between houses right now, but we're, uh, we're, we're definitely trying to make the best of it. Um, but if I'm being honest, we we are we're just really really missing Disney right now. This has uh, probably been the longest stretch my wife and I have gone without some sort of Disney vacation since we've been married. Um, we we had gotten into a pretty good cadence of of cruising once or twice a year and visiting Disney World two or three times a year, and that's. Uh, obviously all come to a, a grinding halt. So we're just really sad about it. And, and as the summer goes on, it just seems to, <laughs> seems to be getting worse. Um, we we may have to, to take a trip down to Orlando later this fall just because we all uh, need a, vac- a Disney vacation right now. Uh, and I'm sure I'm sure many of you can relate. Uh, unfortunately, we received some bad, some some more bad news last week. Uh, if you missed it, Disney Cruise Line canceled more cruises uh, this time through the end of October, and in some cases even into the first part of, uh, of November. Cruises on the Disney Fantasy are now canceled through October 30th. On the Wonder through November 6th, which is the, the date that the eastbound Panama Canal cruise was scheduled to depart. So that one's, uh, so that cruise is, has been canceled. Uh, on the Magic through November 7th and on the Dream through November 8th. And adding further insult to injury, all November bookable cruises have uh, have been pulled from the website, leading to, to more speculation about potential additional uh, canceled sailings. That doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it's uh, it's certainly worth um, worth noting and keeping an eye on. In uh, in line with recent cancellations, Disney Cruise Lines is extending the use of future cruise credits to May thirty first, two thousand twenty two. Uh, those had previously uh, been set to expire on March thirty first, but the longer um, you know we go in the year, the further you know the more cruises that canceled, they they seem to be pushing that date out. So that's. Um, so that's good. And I've also been getting a lot of questions about the use of future cruise placeholders, 
so those ones that the 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 families booked while they were on board, a lot of people have placeholders that are set to expire next year, so in 2021. Um, and I've heard from several who are, are pretty bummed about not being able to use those. So the good news there is uh, Disney Cruise Line is actually extending the use of those. Um, so that you know, so that's. Uh, that's something positive. As of last week, they were extending them through March 31st, 2022, but I would imagine they will extend those through May, May 31st now uh, with that announcement of the, the future cruise credit extension. So, I, you know, I, I, it's not... Disney hasn't confirmed that those dates are go, going sort of hand in hand, but that seems to be um, that seems to be the way they're doing it. The bottom line, really, though, is that <laughs> Disney Cruise Line wants you to keep your booking, so um, they're they're going to be willing to work with you. So if you have a, a future cruise credit, or if you have an on uh, an onboard placeholder and, and still want to use it, um, you know, give them a call or give your travel agent a call, and and I'm sure they can probably uh, work with you on that. Unfortunately, at this point, I, I really have no idea what to predict for the future of cruising. The uh, the Walt Disney Company announced its third quarter earnings last week and mentioned that there's still a lot of uncertainty uh, surrounding the reopening of some of the resorts, specifically referring to Disneyland and the cruise line. So I thought I thought that was pretty telling that they're they're still hedging against. Um, you know, some uncertainty. So who, who really knows? The, the longer this goes, the, the more pessimistic I'm getting about a return to cruising, which, which really just makes me sad. Um, selfishly, I, I miss my family vacations and the memories that we always make. But I also, I also think about the hundreds of cast members that are employed by Disney Cruise Line who are, are really, uh, really anxious to get back to work. You heard that a little bit from, um, from Riley, who was the guest I had on last week on my show. They're just, uh, you know, I, I feel for them. They, uh, had these contracts that they were expecting to be able to work and, and love doing what they're doing. And now, now they can't, uh, now they can't work. Now they can't do what they love to do. So it's all very sad. And, and at this point I would just, I would love, love for things to just go back to the way they used to be. Anyway, sorry for the, uh, for that bit of a, a somber introduction to today's show. Luckily I have something fun planned for today. So hopefully it'll, uh, it'll get a little more up, uplifting from here. If you remember back in January episode, what was it? 60 to be exact. I, I did, how well do you know the Disney dream? And uh, I received a lot of positive feedback on that episode. So I figured I would try it again, except this time with a different ship. So the first one was a dream class ship. And for this episode, we're going to see how well you know the Disney magic. Uh, we'll keep the format the same uh, as last time. I'll read the question and uh, I'll give four multiple choice answers. I'll pause for a few seconds before I give the answer. But if you're playing along, feel free to hit the pause button if you need a few extra seconds to, to think about the answers. Um, and after you listen, uh, after you listen all the way through, I'd love to hear how you did. So send me a message on Facebook or comment on one of my posts, uh, just letting me letting me know your score. Um, I'd be curious to hear from you. Also, one quick editorial note before we get started. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone even noticed, but I, I used to release my new episodes on Mondays. I'm experimenting a little bit with the, the release days, so that's why this one is showing up on a Tuesday. 
uh, it'll still be the same every other week cadence, but you might see the new episodes debut on different days of the week for a little while. So once I once I figure out the new release day, um, it'll go back to being on the same day every time. So sorry for the the temporary inconvenience there, but I just wanted to uh, just wanted to point that out. All right, let's get to it. So we'll start out with the easiest question first. So question number one, where does the Disney magic fall in the order of Disney Cruise Ship debuts? Is it first, second, third, or fourth? The answer there, of course, is first. The Disney magic was the the first ship in the Disney Cruise Line fleet. Um, and so as a follow-up question, in what year did the Disney Magic make her debut? Was it A, 1996, B, 1997, C, 1998, or D, 1999? The answer is C, 1998. And to be precise, the Disney Magic sailed her maiden voyage on July 30th, 1998, which, <laughs> which makes her very old she's uh she's gone beyond the the 20 year mark at this point but because disney does such a a great job at maintaining and updating its ships it it doesn't it doesn't feel outdated at least to me anyway and and still uh still remains my favorite ship to sail on all right next question which iconic disney landmark is closest in length to the disney magic is it a the length of main street usa B, the length of the Splash Mountain ride track. C, the height of Cinderella's castle. Or D, the distance around the World Showcase. At 964 feet long, the Disney Magic is closest in length to Main Street USA in the Magic Kingdom, which is about 850 feet long. So the Splash Mountain ride track is about 2,600 feet, which is a little bit closer in length to the Fantasy and the Dream. Uh, the height of Cinderella's castle is 189 feet tall. So definitely not even really close to, to, be, to being uh, the same as the Disney Magic. And of course, the distance around the World Showcase at Epcot is about 1.3 miles. So the Disney, Disney Magic is uh, definitely, definitely not that long. Which Disney movie is prominently featured in the theming throughout the Disney Magic? Is it A, Frozen, B, Tangled, C, Beauty and the Beast, or D, Princess and the Frog? So this might be one of the easier ones as well. Of course, the answer is B, Tangled. And obviously, there uh, you'll see the theming throughout the Disney Magic. They have the the, the, the stage show, um, Tangled the Musical, which is uh, one of Disney Cruise Line's best uh, Broadway-style stage shows across all the ships in its fleet. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, of course, you have Rapunzel's Royal Table, which is the main dining restaurant uh, that features uh, Rapunzel. 
and uh, is a really one of their better dining experiences across the fleet. And then maybe the best uh, theming that you might that you'll find on the Disney Disney Magic during uh, uh, one of the cruises is the uh, Snuggly Duckling transformation in O'Gills. So on the nights that uh, Tangle the Musical is playing, Snuggly Duckling uh, transforms into oh, excuse me O'Gills transforms into the Snuggly Duckling. Uh, there's a, a, a fantastic overlay that they do. Uh, you'll see you know you'll see signs of the Snuggly Duckling all around when you go in there. It's it's awesome. I love I love the experience and then of course they you know they play thuggo um it's just a, a really fun night so if you have a chance to, to visit uh, o'gills maybe after the kids go to bed or if they're off in the kids clubs or something like that i definitely encourage you to go down and check out the um the snuggly duckling on uh, on the on the nights that uh, that it transforms which of the following features that debuted on the Disney Magic was not a first in the cruise industry? And I'm gonna give you five options on this one. So, which was not a first in the cruise industry? Was it A, yellow lifeboats? B, rotational dining experience? C, a musical foghorn? D, fireworks at sea? Or E, split bathrooms in the staterooms? answer to this one is C, musical foghorn. So obviously uh, the magic plays the the uh, the iconic when you wish upon a star tune. Uh, the dream class ships, the dream and the fantasy play a few more tunes with the with the foghorn. But actually uh, the Disney magic was not the first uh, first to do this. A lot of the cruise ships actually play uh, musical tunes through their foghorns. So that's the answer. And of course, you know, yellow lifeboats, um, was a, uh, was a cruise industry first. It's, it's pretty well, um, well documented and well known that Disney had to get special permission from, um, from the coast guard to use yellow, uh, on it for their lifeboats colors. The rotational dining experience was, um, very revolutionary with, uh, with the cruise industry, um, with families traveling from, uh, from from uh, restaurant to restaurant with the same uh, dining staff, so uh, definitely a, a, a cruise industry first there. Fireworks at sea, uh, Disney may still be the only cruise line that does that, so that's a great feature for Disney Cruise Line. And then the split bathrooms in the guest staterooms uh, was a first in the cruise industry as well. So uh, the, uh, the split bathrooms, if you've ever sailed in a, a Disney cruise, um, if you're ever sailed in a room that did not have the split bathrooms, you know how, uh, how, how useful they can be. So, uh, just something, you know, Disney added to the Disney magic just to, to make their, uh, their, their, their guest experience stand out a little bit more from the rest. Each of the four ships has a prominent statue celebrating a Disney character uh, in the lobby atrium. The Disney Magic has my favorite statue of uh, all four ships. So who is it that is featured in the Disney Magic's uh, lobby atrium? Is it A, Ariel? Is it B, Admiral Donald? Is it C, Helmsman Mickey? Or is it D, Mademoiselle Minnie? The answer to this one is C, Helmsman Mickey. Uh, like I said, this one's my favorite of all the lobby statues, and the other three that I mentioned are lobby statues uh, in the other uh, cruise ship. So Ariel is on the Wonder, um, Admiral Donald is on the Dream, and Mademoiselle Minnie on the Fantasy. 
What was unique about the construction of the Disney Magic that was not common for new ship builds? Was it A, the design wasn't finalized until after construction had begun? B, it was built in two halves at two separate shipyards? Was it C, the hull had to be repainted after Disney changed its mind on the color? Or D, a different type of metal was used that was lighter and less expensive? So this one, the answer is B, it was built in two halves at two separate shipyards, which was, <laughs> it still amazes me how they do this, but they built, um, they built the stern in one uh, shipyard and they built uh, the bow in another shipyard. And then once each was completed, they, they floated them together and, and welded them, uh, welded them together. So a uh, pretty cool design and engineering feat to do this. Uh, it's uh, pretty amazing they were able to accomplish that and you know get the measurements and everything exactly right to to be able to do that. But if you um, if you took a tour of the Disney Magic, you'll actually see um, you can see on parts of the uh, in some places on the ship where um, there's a line down the middle of the ship where the the welding came together. So uh, really really cool feature, really cool fun fact about the Disney Magic there. And speaking of the ship's design, which classic ocean liner was the Disney Magic modeled after? Was it A, the RMS Queen Mary, B, the RMS Titanic, C, the SS California, or D, the SS France? The answer here is the is A, the RMS Queen Mary. And if you go back and, and listen to my my first episode with uh, with former Disney Imagineer Joe Lanzisero, he talks about all the different design plans that were submitted for Disney's first cruise line. Um, he goes into that a little bit more detail kind of goes into what some of them look like but there were literally dozens of different designs that were um that were pitched and by the way be sure to go back and listen to that episode it's 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 one of my favorites that i've ever done so definitely be sure to go and uh, check that out anyway michael eisner and the disney imagineers ultimately decided that they wanted to go with um more of a classic look that that resembled the the elegant ocean liners of the past um and if you go and look at the picture at a picture of the Queen Mary, you can definitely see some resemblance. Um, and as I was doing my research for this show, I stumbled on on something that I thought was really fascinating, something I had never known before. And I, I tweeted it out uh, on my Twitter timeline. Um, but several years after the Queen Mary retired from service in 1967, it was actually converted into a hotel in Long Beach, California. And the hotel was eventually acquired by the Walt Disney Company. And um, even though the Walt Disney Company owned it, it was never marketed as a, a Disney property. And through the late 80s and early 90s, the Queen Mary attraction struggled financially. Um, the plan was to eventually turn the attraction around with a planned resort on the adjacent docks called Port Disney. And so Port Disney was going to include an attraction called Disney Sea uh, and was meant to celebrate the, the, the world's oceans. The plans for that, you know, obviously fell through because there is no um, Port Disney uh, in California. Um, and Disney eventually gave up the land lease on the ship to focus on building uh, the Disney California Adventure Park. Obviously, the Disney Sea concept was recycled uh, in Tokyo. You'll see it there now with a, a, a recreated ocean liner resembling the Queen Mary, 
which they call the SS Columbia. Um, and that serves as the centerpiece of the American waterfront area uh, in at Disney Sea in Tokyo. So I just I thought that was so cool. I I had known about the Disney Magic being modeled after the Queen Mary, but I, I had never heard that part of its history. That the the Disney excuse me that the Queen Mary actually is uh, somewhat a part of uh, of Disney's history. So I thought that was really interesting. I love. I was happy that I stumbled upon that because it's it's always fun to, to find something that you never knew about the history of Disney. Um, I always like hearing that stuff. All right, next question here. What is interesting about the Ford funnel on Disney Magic? And, and actually, it's uh, on all the Disney ships for that matter. Is it A, it allows less exhaust to be emitted into the air? Is it B, it muffles the sound from the engine room so passengers don't hear as much noise? C, it makes the ship more aerodynamic, which in turn makes it burn less fuel. Or D, it has no mechanical functionality at all and is just there for looks. The answer here, and I don't know how many uh, how many of you actually know this, but it, the answer is D, it has no mechanical functionality at all. Uh, so, it, again, going back to the, the design of the Disney Magic, um, in order for it to have that sort of elegant classic look, it needed multiple um, multiple smokestacks. And so in order to do that, Disney built the, the rear one, which is functional. That actually serves as the exhaust for the, for the ship. Um, but the forward funnel has no mechanical purpose at all. It's just there for, um, for design and, and aesthetics. And obviously, you know, they have the funnel vision screen there um, and on the on the Disney magic you can actually go up into the funnel uh, to to get in line for the aqua dunk which I think is really cool it's really fun to go up there and just look you get a great view uh, out the front of the ship from up there so I, I always like to go up there just to just to check it out um, but uh, you know they're obviously they'll, they'll do they'll do shows uh, show performances from from the, the forward funnel but uh, I just I always thought it was really interesting that you know the there's no actual connection to the engine room or to the mechanics of the ship uh, with the forward funnel. Next question: Approximately how much did it cost to build the Disney Magic? Was it A 350 million dollars, B 400 million dollars, C 900 million dollars, or D 950 million dollars? The answer here is A, $350 million, and it actually costs the same for both the Magic and the Wonder. The Dream cost approximately $900 million, the Fantasy approximately $950 million. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the, the final price tag for the new ships uh, will be, starting with the Disney Wish, hopefully hopefully here pretty soon. Um, I got that information from cruisemapper.com, uh, so if, uh, if one of those figures is uh, is not correct that's uh, <laughs> that was my source for uh, for the cost of the of those ships which rotational dining restaurant will you find just off the atrium lobby on the disney magic is it a royal court b tritons c lumieres or d royal palace All of these uh, restaurants are uh, the ones that are off the lobby atriums on each of the ships, but the one on the Disney Magic 
uh, is C Lumiere's, and it's it's a little unfortunate because I think these restaurants are my least favorites on all across all the ships, and and I it'd be really cool if uh, they could have one of their best restaurants to be right off the the main lobby there. Um, I mean, there's no sense in really moving them around, obviously, because the um, uh, the different performances and, and things like that are catered to are right now uh, designed for the uh, for the themes of the existing uh, restaurants. But I don't know. I, I just it's sad that the, the the best restaurants are the ones that are, are most prominently featured on the ship. Which character will you find hanging from the stern at the rear of the ship? Is it A, Dumbo, B, Sorcerer Mickey, C, Donald and his nephews, or D, Goofy? This one's probably my least favorite of all the stern ornaments. Um, and that's not to say I don't like it because I think they're all awesome. But uh, of, of the four, uh, the Magics has my least favorite and it is D, Goofy. Next question. It's customary for cruise ships to have a godmother who participates in the christening ceremony prior to the maiden voyage. Each of the Disney ships has its own godmother. Who is the Disney Magics? Is it A, Jennifer Hudson? B, Patricia Disney? C, Tinkerbell? Or D, Mariah Carey? The answer is Patricia Disney, who is the ex-wife of Walt Disney's nephew, Roy O. Disney. Um, each of the options I gave is one of the godmothers of one of the ships. Jennifer Hudson is the godmother of the Disney Dream. Mariah Carey, the Disney Fantasy. And Tinkerbell is the godmother of the Disney Wonder. How many decks are there on the Disney Magic? Is it A, 9, B, 10, C, 11, or D, 12? The answer is C, 11. There are 11 decks on the Disney Magic. Here's another easy one. Which of the themed cruises, which of these themed cruises is currently only offered on the Disney Magic? Is it A, Star Wars Day at Sea? B, Halloween on the High Seas? C, Marvel Day at Sea? Or D, Very Merry Time. So the only themed cruise that is offered on the Disney Magic, um, I should say, the themed cruise that is only offered on the Disney Magic is C, Marvel Day at Sea. And um, once again, if you haven't had a chance to do one of these and you're a Marvel fan, you gotta try a Marvel Day at Sea. They are amazing. Um, so fun and so well done. I think easily the best themed cruise um, of all of them. Uh, the Star Wars Day at Sea cruises are only on the Fantasy, and then of course Halloween on the High Seas and the Very Merry Time cruises you'll find on all the ships across the fleet. Each of those is fantastic as well. I've never done a Star Wars Day at Sea cruise. I would like to do one of those at some point in the future, but I've unfortunately heard that they're just not up to uh, up to par with the other themed cruises. So hopefully that'll change one of these days, but um, for now, in my opinion, the Marvel Day at Sea themed cruise remains the best of all of them across the fleet. Which Broadway style stage show can you only watch on board the Disney Magic? Is it A, The Golden Mickeys? B, Disney Dreams and Enchanted Classic? 
C, Frozen, A Musical Spectacular, or D, Twice Charmed, An Original Twist on the Cinderella Story? The answer here is D, Twice Charmed, uh, an original twist on the Cinderella story, a show that I still have not been able to make it all the way through. Um, maybe one of these days I will, but uh, definitely, definitely, not, uh, definitely not my favorite Broadway-style stage show. What is the name of the nightclub in the after-hours section of the Disney Magic? Is it A, Azure, B, Fathoms, C, Evolution? or D, Meridian? That would be B, Fathoms. Uh, the other ones that I listed are nightclubs and lounges and bars uh, on various other, uh, across, across other ships in the fleet. Next, which water feature is exclusive to the pool deck on the Disney Magic? Is it A, the Aqua Dunk? B, the Aqua Lab, C, Goofy's Pool, or D, Nemo's Reef? Might be another easy one here, but the answer is A, the Aqua Dunk. Um, it was added to the Disney Magic in 2013 after a pretty much a full stem to stern uh, reimagination of the ship. So it's uh, a, a really cool feature. I, I enjoy the Aqua Dunk. Not as good as the, uh, the Aqua Duck, but uh, definitely a, a fun slide. I wish they would have done something similar on the Disney, Ma uh, excuse me, the Disney Wonder when, um, uh, when it had a, 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 an extensive dry dock reimagination but uh nothing was added to the wonder uh, maybe maybe one of these days but I, I sort of feel like they're done making major additions to uh to the, the the classic ships and finally last question here what was the name of the main dining restaurant that was replaced by rapunzel's royal table back in march of 2018 was it a karaoke's b beach blanket c parrot key or D, Enchanted Garden. This might be like a, a might seem like a bit of a trick question because that restaurant has actually been changed three times. So originally, uh, that restaurant on the Disney Magic was called Parrot Key, and then it was changed to Karaoke's. Uh, and now finally it has become Rapunzel's Royal Table. So the answer to that question is Karaoke's, but it wasn't the original name of the restaurant. So not sure if that threw you for a loop a little bit, but Karaoke's technically uh, was the restaurant that was replaced by Rapunzel's Royal Table. So that's it for my Disney Magic uh, trivia questions here. Uh, hopefully you did well. I, I would love to, once again, uh, like I said before, love to hear how you did. Drop me a message on Facebook or leave a comment on one of my posts. Um, Disney Magic is one of my favorite ships, so I always, uh, always like talking about it. Um, and this was really fun to go through and, and come up with some questions uh, for you to enjoy. So hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Um, like I said, I, I hope you're enjoying your summer and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, thank you. Thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. 
Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>